Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Somewhere in the Skies with Ryan Spread. Hi Ryan, this is Paul from the UK. I'm going to tell you about two of my experiences that I've had um, with what I think is UAP, as far as I can tell. Uh, last year in June, I was at work um, out in the yard loading a lorry. That's what I do with my job, just forklift driver, that exciting. Um, it was a clear blue sky, it's June, it's lovely. Um, and I'm looking at the sky quite a bit because what's been going on in the past. Um, with all the UAP activity, you're always looking up, trying to find something, maybe see something. And there, going across the sky, nice steady pace. There's this, well, I'd say tic-tac, but that's obviously, I'm going to reference that because of the shape. But it was that shape, and it was moving slowly. It had no wings, had no tail. It was just moving slowly across the sky. So I took a couple of photographs with the iPhone, um, and thought afterwards, the, the wind was blowing behind me, which in our yard, it either blows up the yard or down the yard because we, we load empty boxes and the, and the wind's a real pain in the ass. So it either drives goes up the yard or down the yard, which is north-west. I think it's north-west or north-east and south-west, south-east, if you like. This thing was going across, across the yard. So the wind was blowing at it. It wasn't blowing with it. So yeah, that that was a weird thing. The, the pictures, obviously, with an iPhone weren't great. Um, small, but you zoomed in, like, it was, it, you could see it's not a plane. Mick West did make a comment about it being a plane, a slow-moving plane. But God, you can see there's no wings. There's there's nothing. It's just it was just a shape, and it was going across the sky. Anyway, that's what the first one was. Then a few weeks back, um, I was in the garden at home. Um, just putting out some washing and I live in the countryside we live quite rural and I heard a, a, a big jet come in uh, it was quite low but I couldn't see it but I heard it it was coming across the, so have a look see what it is and then there was this reverberating hard to describe really, like a like that sort of thing almost like you get if a Chinook helicopter is going past that's kind of reverberation through the air you felt it in the air and I looked up this jet came over and flew across the garden, across my house. Not really low, but it was below the cloud. And right behind it was a sphere. And this sphere was maybe 15, 20 feet behind this jet. Now, this jet was like a 737. It was, it was, it was a fairly large jet. 
all white, plain white jet with a yellow insignia on the tail. That's all I remember is this yellow insignia on the tail. But this thing flew across and this thing had a sphere following behind it. It was following it. If, if you just look at it, you, you, what's that? And the, the jet did a bank to the right as it came over the house. It banked to the right and then straightened up. And when it straightened up, this sphere went off to the right, away from it. And both the plane and the sphere ended up going through into the clouds. It was a sphere, man. I, I can't... I can't I, for for, for the, the last month, all I've been thinking is, what caused that vibration? What was that vib- reverb... That sort of feeling in the air, that throbbing in the air. It was like a pulse. And then this plane came over, and then there's this, this, this sphere. Follow it, it's a sphere. And the sphere must have been 10, 15 foot across. Must have been. Because it was behind this jet, and it wasn't tiny. It was it was big. This it, you you could see it. Crazy, crazy, crazy thing. Um, the, the, my first last year, the the, the tic tac type thing is. I mean, I've got the pictures on the phone. I've got the the small videos from the live setting on the phone. I've, I've always got that. I keep looking at that and thinking, is it? Could it be really? But it wasn't doing anything fantastic. It was just moving slowly across the sky. And I've seen other videos on. Um, Instagram and various other um, platforms of the same type of thing um, so other people have seen the same thing but this that, that so that was cool you know I saw that I was, well it might have been the Tic Tac maybe I saw maybe I saw UAP but this thing flying that, look, this plane the planes don't fly that low over my house we have fighter jets over here occasionally but this thing was like a 737 it was a, it was a big jet and it came across from the sort of across from. It's, I live in the in the Midlands, so from the Malvern Hills across to my place, and then it flew away towards Hereford. And this thing was following it. This was this was a sphere. It wasn't a plane. It wasn't a bird. It was following this jet, and then it veered off. <laughs> I've tried to find flight details or flight records. I've tried to find ways of finding out if this plane uh, was there a, fl- a flight flying over this. That's I can't find anything. I can't even remember the exact date. It's just <sighs> I, I wish I could have done because something was following that jet and that jet flying low for a reason and they don't usually fly that low. So that's really cool. But it's the reverberation in the air. I, 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 was that is that common? When something enters the atmosphere, when something happens like that, is it, could it have been caused by the plane, or could it have been something to do with this thing that was following? I don't know. Okay, Rome, that's all I've got to give you. But um, yeah, cool. Thank you very much. Hey, Ryan. Um, my name's James. I'm 35 years old. I live in Ontario, Canada, um, a few hours north of Toronto. Um, okay, so I have two sightings to share. My first sighting I shared with two friends, um, and it's sort of what got me into sort of sky watching, I guess, and uh, stargazing and stuff. Um, and that leads into my second sighting, which is a little bit more exciting than my first one, but uh, I'll tell you them both. So the first sighting um, happened in the spring of 2020 in my hometown here. Um, I was hanging out with two friends, um, both the same age as me, um, roughly. And we were having like a band practice kind of thing, a little jam session. Went until maybe 12.30 or one in the morning. And then we started walking home. Um, We live in like a small town, 
population of like, I don't know, 15, 10 to 15,000 people. And this was during sort of the start of the pandemic, so it was pretty deserted outside. Anyways, so yeah, we were walking home and we stopped in a parking lot kind of field thing on the outskirts of town um, just to have a beer and sort of chit chat. Yeah, and we were just sitting there. I was facing sort of northwest um, and my two friends were in front of me. We were kind of in like a little circle and I just heard like a noise coming from behind me. Um, The noise is sort of hard to describe. At first I thought it was an owl um, sort of diving down uh, to get like a mouse or something. Um, just I heard something like sort of go- cutting through the air. So yeah, I thought it was an owl at first. This is all sort of happening like really, really quickly. Um, but yeah, at first I thought it was an owl, but the sound was was too steady. Um, it was too like pure, I guess, if that makes any sense. Um, it just sort of sounded like something metal or like something that wasn't changing in shape like a bird or a ball or something like that just cutting through the air and it it sounded like it was coming it was getting louder and louder it sounded like it was coming right towards us so i just looked up to see what it was and there were two lights above us two white lights um not blinking not flashing or anything like that both uniform with each like both the exact same um about I would say they were about two inches apart from each other. If you were to hold like an arm's length away, if you were to hold two inches, that's about how far the lights were away from each other. Um, And yeah, they just went no noise other than that sort of noise I heard. Um, Both neither of my friends heard the noise, but as soon as I looked up, I saw these lights and they were moving west. So from east to west at just a high rate of speed so i just said yo 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 and my friends looked up Uh, my one friend responded what the f is that and within about five seconds it had covered from straight above us to the horizon and disappeared so a lot faster than a plane or satellites or anything like that so yeah we, we all kind of freaked out and chatted about it for a for a while longer and then we went home um my one friend saw t- on his walk home he saw two more lights um one uh it just like it was coming like right at him getting bigger and bigger and bigger and then it just disappeared um and i can't remember what the his second thing he saw was something similar to that anyways so that was like the impetus to me getting into ufos and coming to um r slash ufos on reddit that's where ryan i connected with you yeah so that was my first sighting so after my first sighting, I was, you know, pretty shocked. Like, it was pretty weird. I have no idea what it was. Um, so I spent a lot of time, a lot of nights, just star watching in my backyard. Um, watching for satellites, you know, blah, blah, blah. Seeing if I could just see anything like that again. So last summer, my second my second sighting was last summer, um, year of 2021. I was just in my backyard, um, stargazing. You know, it's probably midnight. I was looking sort of southeast in the sky, and uh, something caught my attention to the north of me. So I turned, and I saw two orbs, or two lights in the sky. Um, one was a like bright white, pure white, and the other was an orange orb. The white orb was, like, they're both really high up in the sky. The white orb was above the orange orb, quite a bit above it, and they would sort of illuminate 
for maybe three seconds, go out for three seconds, illuminate for three seconds, go out for three seconds. And they were ascending, so they were moving up in the sky in sort of like a corkscrew fashion. It kind of looked like the white one was spinning one way and the orange one was doing the mirror opposite of that. Um, They both would light up at the same time. And yeah, they're just sort of spiraling up as they light up. And the orange orb was ascending faster than the white orb. So it was, it was, the gap between them was closing. This sighting maybe lasted maybe 30 seconds. So yeah, these orbs are sort of spiraling and illuminating and going out. The orange orb is slowly closing in on the white orb after maybe they did this four times, like illuminated and went out. The orange orb had merged with the white orb and they just went out, like then just went totally out and they were probably out for about 10 seconds. After 10 seconds, like instantaneous acceleration, I've never seen anything accelerate that like this in my life. Um, Just instantaneously shot like a bullet um, straight up and it left like a perfect streak, white streak. It looked like a, a perfectly straight lightning bolt. That's the best way I can describe it. And then after a few more seconds, one shot, the same thing happened, but shot to the left. So 90 degrees just, and it went along the horizon and same thing just left this streak, like a perfect bolt of lightning, no noise or anything like that. No one else saw the second one with me. I instantly came inside and told my girlfriend and was kind of freaking out. Um, but that's it. That was exciting. It was just so shocking it felt like I was seeing something that not that I'm not supposed to be seeing, but that isn't supposed to exist. You know, like I'm seeing this thing that I knew instantly when I tell my friends or anyone about it, they're going to look at me like I'm a weirdo or like I'm crazy or something. But yeah, that's how it made me feel. It just sort of surreal. Um, and I don't know, it was awesome too. Like I've never seen anything like that. I'm familiar with fireworks and stuff like that. And I don't think it was, it definitely was not fireworks. I've been researching maybe ball lightning, maybe it was ball lightning, but there doesn't seem to be even any definitive answer that ball lightning is even real. Just sort of witness accounts. And I found a study from 2014 where they were able to make a, what they think is ball lightning in like a lab. I guess they made like a plasma ball. But yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what it was. But it was interesting. It was cool. I've never seen anything like that. I hope to see something like that again. And I've also been sort of chatting with people on Reddit who have had similar stories. And there's lots of people out there seeing these orbs that instantaneously accelerate and leave these, you know, this perfect streak of lightning. Anyway, yeah, that's my sighting. Yeah, I hope uh, someone finds it interesting and maybe someone has a similar experience. I'm curious to see. So, yeah, that's it. Thanks, Ryan. Um, I appreciate what you're doing, getting these stories out there and, you know, also connecting sort of people who have had similar sightings because it is nice to talk to people about it. You know, it's not something I can... I talk to my friends and stuff about it, but, you know, there is that part of me that thinks that they just think I'm crazy. Anyways, so thanks, Ryan. Hello, this is Ryanie Horn. Today's date is... Monday, April 4th, 2022. 
I have been on here before. This is my 11th sighting, in fact. The other 10 are on an episode uh, on Ryan's channel called A Lifetime of UFOs in British Columbia, which uh, document the first 10. So anyway, this 11th one, I had just made uh, a report on, uh, I think, uh, Wednesday to MUFON, reporting one of the sightings and then filling in the comments section with uh, the other nine. And then uh, the next afternoon, Thursday, I was sitting outside wondering, eh, I wonder if I'll ever see these again. And sure enough, that night I did. So the, I was sitting out on the back deck around... Uh, well, near 11.30, there was uh, two white cigars about a half inch in length each and with about a half inch space in between them. I thought it was one at first when I first saw it to the uh, um, kind of southeast and it traveled directly overhead or they traveled directly overhead to the uh, kind of northwest and there was a roughly a half-inch gap in between them, I would say. And they traveled edgeways, not end-to-end. And that lasted about uh, five, yeah, about five to six seconds. And so I went inside and grabbed my uh, cell phone off the coffee table, and my clock said 11.24, so p.m. So I guess that would have been around 11.22 or 23 when it actually happened. So I turned my camera on and went back out and uh, a couple minutes later there was uh, what I recognized as uh, Cloud Guy, which you'll remember from the other video if you've listened to it. Basically just a roundish cloud with no shape traveling across the sky, holding its shape, no tail, no sound, no lights. And uh, I only saw it for about two seconds when I looked down and tried to get my uh, camera ready to take a picture of something and then knocked it out of camera mode of course and fiddled with it and by the time I got back up it was gone I couldn't spot it with my eyes so nothing to film so I went downstairs and uh, the time actually the time of that one I noted was 11.30 so then I went downstairs and got my daughter to come hang out on the back deck with me and we sat on these uh, chairs in front of the barbecue just look at the stars and chatting And then uh, she spotted it first, I guess, because when I said, do you see that? She goes, yeah, I'm looking right at it. And so there's from behind us, kind of the uh, northwest, traveling back the same direction as the other two, the first two I had seen, but slightly to the south, but still sort of a straight line, east-ish. And um, I I saw them as kind of like two dim sort of satellites not twinkling no tails and uh one on the left was slightly brighter so i was keeping my eye on that but i did notice that there was a pair of them and uh, they were traveling straight and then took a curve about 30 degrees both of them toward the south like further to the south so that's the first time i've seen them change direction and my co-witness there she uh, stated the same thing that she had seen them curve the next day, I had drawn a picture for my wife before she had gone out to dinner with uh, some friends of the first ones that I had seen, these cigars. And then later on, my daughter kept referring to them as lines. 
So I asked her to draw what she was talking about, and what she drew was exactly what I had drawn for my wife. These two little cigar white things side by side, except that she said she saw them traveling end to end. So, I mean, she's younger, better eyeballs, and she was wearing her glasses, so I will trust her vision on that, especially since they were exactly what I had drawn for my wife a few minutes before that. Anyway, I thought that was kind of cool, and um, we noted the time was 11.55, so it would have happened at around 11.53, we figured, p.m. So that's uh, it. Those are the three, and uh, I guess I'll keep you posted. I'm sure it will continue. Okay, take care. I'm going to talk about a, a thing I saw in the sky. On the way to my boyfriend's house, I take Route 70 um, going west uh, towards Maple Shade, which I would have to get on 73, as you all know if you are from New Jersey or whatever. So, right at the cross section of where my town starts and Route 70, like, can, um, intersects with it, I'm supposed to make a left. I mean, a, a right. <laughs> Wow, this is so hard to explain. To make a right. And there's this cornfield to my left. And I saw this thing in the sky. It looked like... Um, it looked like the North Star. Like, literally, it did. And um, it was, like... It was kind of light out. But the sun was gradually going down. And um, I was just staring at it. I was at the stoplight. And it kept getting dimmer and dimmer and dimmer and dimmer and then you see these lights like um at the bottom of it like go around it was really spooky and it had three lights and they were all the same color so i'm like what is this and i was staring out and this light seemed like it lasted um two minutes but i know these lights only last like a minute a minute and a half and everyone else is staring at me in their car like, what is this girl staring at? I'm like, oh no. So I look over to see if the light changed. The light changed. I look back. It was gone. Nowhere to be found. So I got on my phone and I called my dad. I'm like, dad, oh my God, I think I just saw a UFO. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I think I just saw a UFO. He's like, well, describe it. So I described it. He's like, that sounds weird. Um, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I just don't know what the heck just happened. And so on my way to my boyfriend's house, again, like, um, since I saw it in the sky, it's, uh, east, southeast of me, okay? Um, so I started going towards 73, and I saw it again. And this time I was in, like, heavy traffic, it was stop, go, stop, go. So I'm staring at it. And um, traffic starts moving again. So I keep staring at it, looking up, looking up. And it's doing the same thing over and over again. And I'm like, oh my god. So I looked up finally and it disappeared. <laughs> it was so freaky. I saw it twice in one night. And uh, my dad, I called my dad again saying I saw it again. And he's like, well, maybe they're after you. I'm like, I doubt that. 
And he's like, well, go outside tomorrow and see if you see it. And then they're definitely after you. <laughs> I'm like, that's not a joke. Like, seriously. I don't know what the heck that is. It was freaking me out. So, um, apparently I'm not the only one who has seen these things. Um, people in Pennsylvania have seen the same thing. And people in uh, North Jersey have seen the same thing. So, I'm thinking, what the heck is going on? I really want to know. I don't want to be the only one who has this insane story which no one believes. So, um, yeah, that's my UFO story. So, uh, bye guys. Hi, Ryan. Uh, thanks for giving me this opportunity to tell this story. I've had a few few experiences, but I'll uh, tell the one of most significance, I'd say. Mm-hmm. My name's Josh. I'm 33 years old. I'm from Glencoe, the west coast of Scotland, in the Highlands. It was a November night back in 2007 or 8. can't quite remember the exact year, but about that time, uh, my buddy had not long passed his test, not much else to do, so we used to just cruise around in his uh, Vauxhall Astra estate and listen to, to loud music, sort of talk nonsense. So this is uh, a night... A night similar to to many others. Anyway, we're we're driving. I missed the ad, sorry. And where I am in the west coast, there's not a huge amount of light pollution. So uh, on a clear night, you know, away from any lights from the village, you can see all the stars. It's beautiful. You can also see the the sort of haze of the Milky Way with the naked eye when you go up the glen. You know, so uh, quite fascinating. Just we used to sit and smoke cigarettes and. Watch the watch the night sky often, always seeing things like darting about, most likely satellites, you know. But, um, anyway, this night in particular, we were we were driving along this straight. It was probably like a ten mile stretch of road that's in the middle of a glen, uh, not too close to either of the mountain either of the mountain ranges either side of you. So a fairly open bit. Um, this particular night was quite cloudy. Uh, the odd patch of stars would shine through you know you could see through anyway we're, we're driving along and I saw this sort of I guess peach would be the best way to describe the colour this pinky orange light coming from one of the mountains like, initially we're like oh there's a flare uh, what do we do with that there's obviously people trapped stuck up there and they're needing assistance uh, who do we call? Do we call police? What's the number for mountain rescue? Blah blah blah. We decided to go to the pub that was, you know, as I say, about eight miles away from where we were. Kind of in the, this loop that we would do. Uh, so we're heading towards this pub, and as, as we were driving along, music pumping, I kept my eye on this light because it was it was weird. It didn't look, you know, flares are oh, all sorts of colours, I suppose, but this looked a bit weird, or maybe I wanted it to look weird. <laughs> So I was watching it, um, and as I was watching it, it was, you know, a good minute or two, it was still lit, or like bright, and it was almost coming towards us. We were driving towards it, and it appeared to be coming towards us, and it got to a point it was maybe a mile or two away itself from the mountain it appeared to have come from, um, that, and our experience of seeing flares, and a lot of people get rescued off the mountains around here, they don't really hang about like that. So I decided to stick my head out the window because, uh, you know, I've got like, lights from the dash and stuff in the car. It's kind of hard to see through the window, so I stuck my head out 
to sort of spot a, you know, a silhouette of a helicopter or something. I couldn't see anything. I just saw just the, this light. I was like, right. Told my buddy to pull over in the, in the lay-by. Cut the engine. Music off. We sat there watching this light. Now, by this point, it had come, you know, almost parallel to us. Uh, a good few hundred metres above the ground. And again, maybe four or five hundred metres away from us in a sort of horizontal direction, you know. So close enough um, that you'd, if it was a helicopter you would you would hear the, the rotors uh, there's nothing, absolutely nothing at this point it's sort of like just hanging hanging in the sky, uh, clouds above it you could see the light of it re- reflecting off the clouds, so it was obviously fairly close to the cloud and me and my buddy were, were joking like, oh a UFO or whatever, and as we were saying that it shot upwards very 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 quickly through the clouds um, so quick it was almost unbelievable that it did it you could see the light go through the cloud you know as it, as it went up and out uh, to which my buddy and I got a bit freaked out and uh, jumped in the car and proceeded to go <laughs> so yeah that was that was that one another one very quick one was not too long I believe it was after that uh, a few of my friends and I were sort of walking up and down the village as we would do, killing time on a, on a weekend, not much to do but drink and stuff like that and uh, out of the corner of my eye and directly in front of my my other friend uh, we saw this red, it was like a meteorite, you know, just like go flying behind this mountain um, again the light would just like bounce off all the rocks of, of the mountain and disappear and we waited waited and waited and waited for some sort of like impact sound just nothing nothing at all so that was that was quite bizarre but I don't know that one's not so not so mysterious really I guess it could have just easily been a a meteorite and my third experience would be a place called Cool Bay very beautiful open part of a of a beach you know um right at the sea right beside the loch uh, it was about four in the morning, I believe my, I was the only one awake at this point. And I could hear this like, you know, <laughs> humming noise, drone noise. This was 2003, and to my knowledge, I didn't know about drones. Of course, remote RC planes and stuff like that. I didn't know anything about a drone then. Um, and this object, quite small, um, flew over over the top of my head it was not in the shape of a plane it was I don't know how to describe it semicircle made this weird high pitch humming noise uh, and appeared to be quite small maybe the size of me you know an adult adult me now sort of flew above my head a few hundred meters above my head and I just initially thought, oh cool, someone's got an RC plane. And then it just kept going and going and going until it just like faded out. It faded out of my eyesight. Hey guys, Ryan here. The Summer in the Skies podcast is a labor of love every week. And with that comes many different costs to keep the show running. That's where our Patreon campaign comes in. You give what you think the show is worth. 
There's different rewards available all the time, including shoutouts on the show, early editions of main episodes, bonus episodes and content, and very soon, monthly patron hangouts, where we sit back and chat all things UFOs. So I hope you'll consider becoming a Patreon subscriber today. To learn more and to join, visit patreon.com slash somewhere skies. Thank you for your support and keep looking up. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Ryan. Hope you're doing well. My name's Jesse Brock, and I witnessed something that I cannot explain when I was in high school with my younger brother, and I'm here to tell that story. So when I was, I believe I was in the 10th grade and my brother was in the 7th or 6th grade, um, we lived in an area that is not super rural Tennessee, but it's definitely off the beaten path and uh, it was a little bit of a nicer community, but we were surrounded by a lot of trees. I think our the plot of land that my parents and I lived on was 10 acres or so. And um, there was a house maybe 100, 200 yards away. We couldn't hear the interstate, rarely heard any cars outside of like delivery trucks for like UPS and FedEx. And occasionally a dump truck would come through the area, but there was not much else going on out there. Uh, That was unusual, very quiet. Uh, nothing crazy. So one night, uh, my brother comes and knocks on my door, probably shortly after midnight. And I remember <laughs> he would do this thing where he would just knock and wouldn't say who was there. And it would always freak me out. So I was like, hello. 
and he was like hey it's me and so i walk out and i meet him and i'm like what's up and he says to me he says there's something outside and he's like there's like a triangle in the sky and i was like okay whatever you know we'll we'll see so we walked to his bedroom window a little bit of information about our yard so there's a stretch of yard outside of his window that was probably about 20 yards or so uh before the tree line started and then it's solid woods for acres and acres and i don't see the triangle that he saw but he told me before he came and got me he saw a triangle hovering over that area of yard up above the tree line with three orange lights on each of the corners and then one large orange light that was kind of glowing in the middle um and he said it was huge and completely silent so he came and got me at that point at this point we come back to his room and i don't see anything for a moment he says i know it'll come back and then sure enough a very large bright orange light kind of appears above the tree line kind of to our right i can see it through the trees and then it kind of comes above very slowly moving moves back over kind of in front of us looking directly out the window kind of goes over to the left and then disappears over the tree line near where there's a large ridge uh completely quiet i could tell it was a large shape i couldn't see the three corners that he described but i could tell it was a large shape of some sort and he was when we saw it he said that's it that's it right there and it came back uh crossed in front of us and then disappeared to our left over the tree line completely silent uh much like other other ufo encounters dead quiet and uh and no noise at all and that was that was the extent of it i would describe myself as an avid ufo believer i had always kind of been interested in the topic in high school i was very into conspiracy theories and things i would read online and uh, ufos i always thought ufos were really interesting and interested in aliens and the prospect of life from somewhere else in the universe um or even from another place on our planet when i when i, I had that experience with my brother I was blown away and it really just solidified my my belief and I have uh I have never had I've never wavered from it uh since then uh my brother and I don't share uh the same beliefs he's very skeptical very open to uh alternate interpretations um he's just a bigger skeptic than I am um but the the important thing about our sighting is we've always told the same story. Um, he was unwilling to be a part of this, but he did. He still tells the same story that I tell, albeit he doesn't like to talk about it a, a ton. Um, as for how this experience made me feel, um, I didn't think a ton of it other than it just being kind of a weird thing at the time. Um, I, de- I definitely knew that it was strange, but as, as things, you know, as tech, as we've seen technological progress over the years, 
the event just seems stranger and stranger to me. For example, there were no commercially available drones in 2007, 2008 when this happened. The fact that there was no noise, you know, you can hear a helicopter from very far away before you even see it. And I could see whatever this object was, and there was no noise. But probably, personally, the most alarming thing to me... I'm very interested in alien abductions. I've read many accounts of, you know, of course there's very famous alien abductions to people's anecdotal stories on, you know, Reddit or whatever. Um, But I learned about the Terry Lovelace abduction uh, sometime in the past six years or so, five or six years. And uh, the way that he described his craft, especially when he when they first saw it, um, is strikingly similar to what uh, my brother described seeing and strikingly similar to kind of what I saw. And I don't know. I remember I, I read that account and I sent that to my brother and I said, read this and think about what we saw. And he was, he definitely had an interesting response to it. You know, it's a really crazy story, albeit we don't have a ton of evidence outside of, you know, the, the weird bone growth and the implants inside his bodies, you know, and, and that's, you know, another topic. But I don't know, the, the proximity of the craft to our home and thinking about what happened to Terry and also the things that he described, you know, recalling in his dreams was alarming to me and my thought was were we about to be visited by beings or was this just a a military craft that was just hanging out but i don't know that story has always seemed interesting to me uh within the scope of my sighting um i'm still a firm believer in uh in ufos and uh i believe that whatever the phenomenon is, is much larger than we could possibly understand without, you know, having insider information, as it seems there are organizations that have insider information. But I think that we're experiencing something real, and especially with the events that have taken place over the past year, uh, with Commander Fravor's account becoming public, um, the military report, um, or the report from the Department of Defense. It's it's all very, uh, I don't know, it's nice to have this affirmation coming from our government and highly qualified pilots talking about these sightings and talking about these unexplained events. And uh, it makes me feel a lot better about what I saw and how consistent the sightings are over many different societies and cultures. And uh, it's comforting to think of that. Hello, Ryan, and somewhere in the skies, fellow listeners. My name's Reggie from San Antonio, Texas. A little background about me before going to my strange sightings include being a science teacher and having a background in sciences like biology and physics. This being said, I never thought deeply into the UFO or UP stories as they were always considered woo, in my opinion, and even in the science community. Abductions being the whole thing where you immediately think tinfoil hat, or not so much, I guess, conspiracy theory, but maybe a little of that. 
However, in these past few years, I kind of changed my whole perspective after experiencing some weird sightings and even hearing some weird sightings, especially from my parents. So I thought I'd share some that changed my whole perspective, like I said, especially, you know, considering that this world's a big place, the sky's a big place, we don't always look up, right? And so who knows what these things can be, but my first sighting I'd like to share was when I was on my way to work. So there was something that caught my attention, maybe a few miles away, a couple hundred feet in the air, about, I guess, the size of a small building that far up. This object was silver metallic, and since the sun shined on it, gave a little glare, I could make up the shape. Spherical, but it looked like it was spinning a little bit. And so while I thought, maybe a balloon, but until it started moving, then it really made me question what it was. And so what happened was that it started moving left and right, and then it went up vertically, and it just seemed to vanish, as if somebody just snapped their fingers and made it vanish, or just vanish into thin air. So eventually, when I had time, I reported this to MUFON, and I was emailed back by a representative there who was looking into my sighting a little bit more to get more detail. So I gave them the details, I told them what I remember, and so they kind of shared a little bit about my sighting. They said that it was kind of seen before, maybe something a little bit different, but similar in my area, maybe 20, 30 miles away, more or less, and it was something similar, right, that other people saw. And they thought maybe drone, or something drone-like, but with the way it moved, it didn't really follow any drones that we have nowadays, especially with its speed and just how it vanished is just perplexing. And so my other sighting being one where I was actually sitting outside one evening and something caught my attention. It was a bright light. So I thought, oh, maybe satellites, meteor, something else, a plane. But since the light was really bright, I could not pinpoint what exactly it was. It didn't move like a satellite. It didn't look like space debris, the way it just shined, or typical space debris, where it has a different hues and whatnot. But again, you know, it seemed like something unlike I saw before, right? And I don't know if it was three objects, because I saw three lights just blinking very slowly as it pulsating, but really, really slow. And so these three lights were in three different locations, so I don't know if the object moved, if it was one object or three different objects, but the way it was, as far as its intensity of its brightness, I just don't know. And so, again, like I said, being someone who has a science background, I always dismiss these things as mistaken objects, and many are. And while I still kind of think maybe at least the lights, what I saw, maybe it could be something we have, man-made or not, I don't know. But at least my first lighting, the way it kind of defied physics makes me really question what exactly I saw. And so hearing others' stories of what they saw as well made me really kind of have an open mind. Because I know they believe what they saw, and it could be very much real, something tangible, but again, you know, without having data, it's hard to kind of make sense of it. And so an interesting uh, story 
from my parents, though, I'd like to share is the first one being from my dad. And so, again, you know, being skeptical, always kind of dismiss their stories. I didn't really think much of it. I'm like, oh, just a story, right? But until recently, when you had these Navy pilots come forward and share their sightings, and they had data, they had radar data, they had different types of something, right, that they can gather, right, as far as something that we can share, right, data we can share and something we can make sense of uh, with our current technology. But even so, when my dad was in the Navy, he saw different types of lights when he was on the Navy ship. And so this was back in the 70s, he would be on the ship, right, his naval uh, craft there out in the middle of the ocean. Sometimes it would be during the day or at night. He would see these big, bright orbs of light. And they had different colors or different hues, such as blue or orange. But the way they moved was strange. And so one story he had was during the day, in the middle of the day, he saw this bright light move really quick. And it just stopped as if just all of a sudden, and then drop vertically down into the ocean. And this kind of matches one of those stories that the Navy caught on their uh, camera, I believe. And, you know, it just fell in the water. So it went into a different medium. And so my dad also worked on radar systems, and he didn't mention that he looked at the, the radar, and yes, it did move fast, but he tried to report it, and, of course, he was easily shot down, uh, so to speak, where he said, hey, you didn't... Or actually, he reported to his superiors, and they said, nope, you didn't see anything. You're not going to report it. If you report it, you want to take it up to someone higher, then you're just going to be court-martialed, kicked out of the military, you're not going to have any benefits, and that's that. Your whole military career is over. And so he didn't really want to mention it, for that reason, right? And so I guess till recently he wanted to share it because they said, well, others are sharing it. They're not, you know, having to, you know, get court-martialed since they're out of the military. So, you know, it's just one of those strange stories. And so my other story I'd like to share is from my mom. And so she said that she saw a few sightings. And so there's really just two that she said that we're just baffling. And so her first sighting, and even the second one, was in the last several years or so. And so it was similar to mine in a sense, but it looked like a flying saucer. And so it looked like a typical metallic flying saucer spinning, but it seemed to hover above the tree line. And so what happened was, since she was on her way to work, it was early morning, but bright enough where you can see uh, things in the sky. And so she was at a four-way stop. She saw something that caught her attention. It was rising above the tree line. Again, that flying saucer. And it was spinning, like I said, usually like a flying saucer, but it seemed to rise vertically and then quickly shot up in the air and just disappeared. So she couldn't get to her phone, film it as quickly as she wanted to because it just happened so quick. And the second one, or her second sighting, was one where she wasn't even trying to get it on camera, uh, but she just so happened to. And so this craft was really interesting. She said, and even looking at the video, it looked like just a 
a somewhat metallic craft and it seemed to just be moving in the clouds but it's hard to make sense of what it was since it's so far up in the air and again an iPhone camera is not going to be the best thing to film with and you know if it was maybe something fancier maybe you can make it out a little bit better but just the way it moved was just peculiar and so this is interesting in that regard that we don't know what it is but at least she reported it and caught it on camera even though she didn't really mean to and i guess you know as far as what i saw to really just uh make any sense of it heads or tails of what it is i don't know it's hard enough to make a conclusion when there's no uh solid data so i don't have radar i don't have anything like that that were at my disposable or even in my area there's just even the military i don't even know if they caught it on their radar who knows but the first sighting with its erratic movement made me think drone. Since there are drones in my area, it typically looked like the plane looking drone, right? White in color and whatnot. But just the way this object looked, the way it was spinning, it was metallic for sure. Um, and it was spherical. So it was unlike any drone I've ever seen. And the fact that it wasn't even near the military base just makes me really think what the heck it was, right? But even so... The way it moved quickly with its movement and then it vanished is just perplexing. So I don't know what it is. And I wish I would have caught it on film. But, I mean, since, again, I was driving, it's just, that's kind of frowned upon. It's not legally uh, (laughs) an option, right? So, you know, the second sighting I had saw, the lights, just, you know, I don't know. And I would think, again, meteor, maybe drone, I really just don't know. But the way that the light was, as far as its intensity, was just something different. And even if I had fancy equipment to film it, to get data, I don't even know if we would be able to make sense of it even at that. And so space debris could be an option, but as far as how it can be in an almost triangular shape, the way it moved, or if it was one object or three objects, I just don't know. But more than likely, meteors would emit, uh, or different meteors would emit different colors, and they wouldn't, uh, I guess, be that color. But I don't know, it's hard to say. It could very well be space debris, but just the way it just shined, or the way the light was, just is peculiar. And so it really didn't fall like space debris either. So it's hard to say. But looking to the accounts of MUFON, I mean, these lights have been seen before, at least, so still baffling, so I don't know. But all in all, I mean, just seeing these sightings changed my whole perspective of these UFO or UAP phenomena that people report, and again, I'm not 100% convinced that these are quote-unquote alien. There could be something else that we just don't know. And considering we're barely scratching the surface of modern physics, including quantum physics, string theory, and what have you. It's just really hard to say. So until we get more understanding of the universe, bigger and small, I guess it's just hard to say. But I'd like to kind of share what one notable scientific figure has been saying recently too on some podcasts. One being Avi Loeb, Professor Avi Loeb, that made some interesting points. He said that we're kind of in the same era that Galileo was where he shared his accounts of what he thought to be true based on what he saw in his telescopes. 
but his colleagues dismissed his ideas because they had their own understanding, their own bias, and they weren't open to getting the data. They just dismissed it and called him crazy, a crackpot, right? But whether he was French or not doesn't matter. He got data, and so eventually we made sense of it, and now we know the world is not flat. It's round, right? So just to dismiss these things as silly is just absurd. And so not to kind of dismiss or kind of uh, shun such notable figures like Neil deGrasse Tyson or Brian Cox, which are very brilliant individuals. But I guess these scientists dismiss these ideas from the public because it doesn't go with their status quo. And so maybe it's their public status, they want to keep funding and whatnot. That's important to keep your funding to do your research, but it's still not good to dismiss what's already out there as far as evidence. And so since the military is gathering data about these phenomena, I think that's a good thing. So the more we understand, the better we can wrap our heads around what's going on in the world and the universe. So regardless of what these sightings may be, they alter one's worldview, and even the universe. But probably the best option is to keep a modest approach to what these are instead of making wild conclusions. But until we get more data, it's hard to say what these things are. And so like I said, at least the military and even the Galileo project is making a good kind of approach to gathering data so we can know what these things are, possibly. And so, again, I'm pleased to share my accounts with you all, and I look forward to hearing what everybody else has to share. So thanks a bunch for letting me share. Somewhere in the Skies is produced by Third Kind Productions in association with the Entertainment One Podcast Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.